Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Coffee with Casey, where we can, uh, this, this is going to be the last show of the year, so we will, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and close out the year, and, and we're going to talk about some of the things that have happened, prepare for 2024. It was a big year, and you needed to know what you were doing this year. Um, it was interesting. We knew that the tide was going to turn. We were watching, watching, watching. Tide did turn. Um, you know, we sat together all year and went over what was going up and what was going down and, and how to do the market. Um, this is the first year we've had where we have not had one house not sell. They all sold. And uh, the only one that, that had to stub their toe was one that didn't make it to settlement because the title work wasn't, uh, you know, something happened long in the past with the title work out of our control, fixed it and resold it. So basically it's 100% for the year. And the techniques we talk about in the show, um, uh, which we're going to go over right now, are actually what made that happen. So in a year where 45% of the homes did not successfully sell, good time to review why you would. Before I do that, I want to have a shout out. So I went to the Smoky Mountains for a wedding, um, went to Dollywood. Um, you know, anybody that has trouble finding Christmas and not sure about Christmas and, you know, need a little Christmas cheer and you think New York is too, you know, too risky to go to, go to Dollywood. Go down to the Smoky Mountains, go to Gatlinburg, um, go to Pigeon Forge, go to Dollywood. It's a wonderful time. Great show. Um, great place for the whole family. Um, we just had a, a wonderful, wonderful time. So before we get started, if you do have a problem finding Christmas, I know where it is. It's down in Dollywood. So uh, next year, set something up down there. Beautiful weather, too. Let's talk about what happened in 2023. And I know that, you know, a lot of people that we have listen to this on a podcast at a later time. So I'm going to have to describe some of these charts. They're going to walk you through a very simple way of understanding what the hell just happened. Okay. It was quite a roller coaster. So we're going to start with putting in the ear in the rearview mirror. So, so when I say that there's a success rate, a success rate means if you listed 10 houses, how many of them sold or went under contract, right? Here's our numbers. So really, if you listed a house in the last 90 days in Oakton, you had a 50-50 shot of that going under contract or either sitting or withdrawing. So you can see all of these rates as they go through. Look in Haymarket. In Haymarket, only 41% of the homes went under contract and sold. So you've got a lot of houses out there. Now, those red signs you see, that's what I call shadow inventory. When I have a buyer, I go right after those houses. So what if, if you're listening to the podcast, what I'm showing is that in every town, there is a green uh, cone and there's a red cone. And the green cones show how many homes actually sold or under contract. So McLean is 51, 49 did not. In Vienna, it's 62%, uh, 38 did not. So and so on and so forth. But for an average of Fairfax, Loud, Prince William County, the average is 55% sold, 45 did not. Up there, it shows hours only because I have to, uh, I use this document. Um, it shows we're at 97%. Actually, it should be 100% for the year based on the fact that the one just kicked out because of something out of our control. So, so based on this, you're gonna hear, there's a lot of, of noise, there's a lot of uh, opinions, if you will, 
um, of how things should be done. So I'm going to walk you through how we got to 97 or 100 percent. All right. So first, let's talk about there's two things you need to really know that drive the market. So think of the think of this as an ocean and the tide goes up and prices go up and the tide goes down and prices go down. So, so we're basically watching the tide go up and down and lift the price of a home or drop a price of a home. So it's very important. So where do we start? I start in the oil fields. I start in the upper left-hand corner. There's a chart that shows that in 2020, there was a dramatic decrease in the amount of oil production in the United States. And since that point, I mean, it's a dramatic drop, huge drop. So, and with that down below, um, you know, the retail price of, of gas went shooting up. And we all know it went up to about 5%. So as the gas production plummeted, the gas prices shot up. And the next chart you can see there is an appreciation chart, um, an inflation chart. So as gas prices go up, inflation goes up, as inflation goes up, interest rates go up. And the, so the, the four charts we're looking at are one is the oil production, which now shows we're back to 13.1 million barrels a day. It shows the price of gas is now way down to $3, a little over $3, $3.25 a gallon. Shows that inflation has gone from 9% all the way down to 3.1%, the most recent number. It also then shows as inflation goes down, the 10-year bonds are going down. Now, why the 10-year bonds? The 10-year bonds are the indicator on interest rates. So a 30-year fixed mortgage that people pay that affect my business and affect buyers and sellers is the first indicator is the 10-year bond. A 30-year interest rate should be 1.7% above that number. So if you look at the number 3.95, and you'll see I got that number this morning at 642, you'll see that it's now under 4% is the 10-year bond. If you put 1.7 on top of that, you're somewhere at about a 5.75% interest rate. That's where it should be. So it really should be a 7 point uh, a 5.75% interest rate at this time. Now, the Fed yesterday said they're going to drop rates three times next year. How they know that, I'll never know, because they're governed by how's the economy doing. They're adjusting higher or lower. They're trying to keep the tide from getting too high or too low. So, so I don't know how they can make that prediction, but they did. Okay. So, so right this second one, 5.75, and that number's coming down. So, in 2024, the one thing that affected the real estate market of interest rates going way up in 2023 <clears throat> is now going to be off the charts for 2004. So not a problem in 2004. The next chart I'm going to show you <clears throat> is just a bigger version of that 10-year bond. And then down below that, it shows the 30-year fixed rates, which are the green line, over the blue line, which is the 10-year bond. So you can see that over a period of time, and this is going all the way back to, to uh, 2000, that the separation of the green line and the blue line rarely happens, but it does. Over, you know, sometimes it does. And right now is one of those times. It is clearly, two, it's like 2.7% 2. Um, above the 10-year bond. So how do I know rates should be down or 
there's no doubt about it. They should be at about five and a half, uh, five point seven five to six percent. It's just the buffer between thirty-year rates and ten-year is high right now. Will that come down? Oh yeah, and it'll come down because of the statements that have just been made by the Fed. Now the banks will relax. Fannie, Freddie Mae, Fannie Mae, the the mortgages will get closer to where they should be, which is right this second at five point seven five. So now, what does this mean? Okay, let's just stop for a second. And we know rates are coming down. So now is the time that you, before everybody jumps in, you know, now is the time that buyers should be out there buying houses, locking in, locking in the house that they want to buy because in the spring, sometimes there's two, three, four, five, six, seven contracts and you don't get it, right? So if I was a buyer, I'm buying, I'm getting out in the winter, I'm going to try and get the best deals I can. I'm going after the shadow inventory. All those homes that didn't sell in 2023, those are my first phone calls. So I'm going back after those if I'm the buyer agent for those for those uh, for those buyers. Okay. So let's talk about the sellers. Sellers, you know, what should we do? Should we wait and should we just hold off? Well, 2023 was was gauged basically on inventory, right? So what everybody's looking at right now is an inventory trends chart where it shows that as the inventory goes down, the housing prices go up. So we've been through a period in the last year that inventory was down 30 or 40% across the area. So homes are a little higher, you know, homes are still, above their their level they should be at but but a smart buyer can get a good deal so i'm just saying smart buyers get good deals but the prices are still a little elevated higher than they should be basically because of the inventory i mean if you look here the inventory last year versus a five-year average we're down 40 percent you sell when the inventory is down right you sell when the inventory is down. So for sellers, it's a good time to get out there before, you know, interest rates may waffle down a little bit, but let me tell you something, if, in, if inventory comes flying onto the market, now we have a serious problem from a selling standpoint, right? Now, again, once the inventory comes out, the prices are gonna get soft and could float down to that value line. So, you know, right this second for sellers, we got inventory down, that's time to put it on. February the 15th to, uh, I'm sorry, January 15th to February 15th. You get that on because the inventory starts piling up in March. So, you know, the advice to sellers is somewhere around January 15th is when we're gonna start bringing our inventory out. Now, so what happened this year on pricing? You know, we had interest rates go way up, but inventory was down. So they counterbalanced each other, right? So what you're looking at right now is a chart and I chart a 3,000 square foot home built in 1990 in Vienna. This is a consistently solid market. There's plenty of comps. It's easy to it's easy to follow. So let's call this the bedrock. So the bedrock shows that in 2005 prices shot up, right? Um, we know what happened with the financial crisis. Um, everybody could buy a house, so the you know the uh, the buyer pool dramatically increased. It shot prices above where they should be. 
Then you saw that it went back down to the value line and everybody's looking at a blue line, which is prices of a house, of a 3,000 square foot house. And the green line is what would that house be worth if it just appreciated at the rate of inflation, okay? So you can see until 2020, it kind of followed that around until the perfect storm of 2020. The perfect storm of 2020, much lower interest rates, no inventory. That I, I had plenty of shows on the perfect storm and how we have a real problem, right? So as that rose, then the prices rose and they rose beyond where they should have been because we had both of the, uh, both indicators at the same time, low interest rates and low inventory. What a nightmare for buyers. So then this year, let's look at 2013, that, that $1.5 million home was selling for about 1.35 million. As we end the year, it's about 1.37 million. Why is that? Because we had higher interest rates and lower inventory. They counterbalanced each other. So the homes in this year, in, depending on the market, probably went up two or three or down two or three, somewhere around in there, but they're bumping around where the prices were at the beginning of the year. So there you go. Even though things got crazy and interest rates went high and, and uh, inventory was down and you would have followed this the whole year on Coffee with Casey. So we knew what was going on and we were prepared for prices to fall if that inventory came and that inventory never did. The only people that sold in 2023 were people that had divorce, had a death in the family, they were downsizing, um, or desperation where, um, help, we got a foreclosure on our hands. And, you know, the real estate industry, all of us went through a depression. When 40% of your business goes away, which 40% of the inventory was not put on the market, that means less transactions. When that happens, Settlement companies go down, mortgage companies go down, real estate agents, real estate companies. It's really a, it was really a devastating time for, to be in the real estate industry. So somebody, so let's say as a mortgage banker that was making $300,000, $400,000 a year, set all their payments at that number, then all of a sudden the market crashes, their inventory gets cut by 70% or 50% and they can't pay their bills. They need to sell their house. So things like that happen and, and they happen in recessions. So as you can see right now, that number is still 1.37 million for that house, that 3,000 square foot house. And if it was, if it increased at the rate of inflation, it would be 1.2 million. Are they still over the value line? Yes, they are. Are they still higher? Yes. Will it come down? Yes. If it, it, it may come down if we have excess inventory and that's yet to be seen. So nobody can predict the future, but I can tell you what, we're watching it daily where I'm watching it daily and I'll report it weekly, but this is the inventory in Vienna. So let's say you take a 30 day period, the last 30 days. I said, okay, well, give me everything the last 30 days, how many houses came on and what came on over a five-year average. And that will tell me whether we're currently this 30-day period that we're in. Are we above or are we below? Are we above or below 
the five-year average. This is very critical. This tells us, you know, we can't measure against last year or the year before. We have to go five-year average, which includes 2018. We're still down 34%. But at the beginning of the month, we were down 50%, right? So it's creeping. So we need to keep an eye on the creeping. And I'm going to show you why in a minute. And, you know, when you're old and you've been here for a long time, things have happened, right? So things have happened that uh, keep you up at night. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what keeps me up at night here in a couple seconds. So bank on it. I have my coffee. I plot this chart, and we're gonna track this all year long. So you'll see it every every seven days on Coffee with Casey. Fairfax County inventory started off, you know, about 33. It's banged around. It's 32. So yeah. So inventory is still down 32% over a five-year average for the last 30 days. It hasn't gone anywhere. So you know, there's no, what I'm looking for, what I'm watching here is, is this number starting to go to 5%, 10%, 15%, or is it starting to be above the line? Are we starting to have more inventory than we've had? And that tells me what's coming. And that means the inventory is here. Okay. So remember, you know, it's a balancing act between interest rates. It is a balancing act between interest rates and uh, inventory. Those of you that are listening to the podcast and can't see this, all it is is a chart that shows every day I plot on a 30-day basis how many homes are listed in the last 30 days, how many were listed in the last 30-day period over a five-year period of time. And that gives me whether we're going up or down. So this is basically a daily watch because this is what I'm expecting. This is what happened in 2015. In 2015, prices did go up. They were suppressed for, and they finally did go up, right? And then in 2016, everybody dumped their house on the market. So this is a snapshot of what was on the market in 2016. Look at days on market. Look at all the properties. Look at all these over here. They're all actives. Now look at the under contracts. There's only two under contracts. So mine went under contract in 18 days. This went under contract in 42 days. The average time these homes were on the market was 179 days. So they were on the market for 179 days. Okay. So, so I, all I was showing at this time was, hey, everybody, pat yourself on the back. You know, we got our house sold in 18 days when the rest of the market was at 117. But what it's telling me today is, Holy cow, look at the inventory that can hit the market when you're not looking. When I was listing Park Street, I put it on the market. I was expecting contracts. Why are the contracts not here? Where the hell are the contracts? Why are we not getting contracts? Then I opened up the search to the town. I said, holy shit, look at that. Now, I did the exact same one for Great Falls, did the exact same one for Oakton, did the exact same one for New Homes. And we just had a glut of inventory. Now, sale, you know, they said sales are up. Sales are up. Well, of course they're up because look at all the inventory that was on there. But prices were down. So, so this is the second shoe that we're waiting to drop. We know the interest rates. Trust me, I monitor that daily. We'll let you know where the interest rates are supposed to be. They are coming down. They already should be down. And that is going to bring the buyers out, right? 
and buyers should come in, go ahead and lock your rate in, do a do a one or two year, uh, one or two year, um, um, you know, seven year arm or five year arm, because by the end of the year, they may be at four and a half percent, you may be refinancing. So, you know, let's get the house while you can, because once if if this doesn't happen and everybody's fighting over lack of inventory, now prices are going to go back up and all hell's going to break loose. So, so, you know, I, I tell people don't time the market, you know, because if you need to buy, buy, and if you need to sell, sell, but there is a whole element of people that are want to's, you know, there's a need to, I need to sell. And then there's a, I want to, I want to move up. I want to buy another house. I need it. Hey man, if your family needs more bedrooms and more bath, more square footage, do it, do it, just do it. That's what your family needs. Rates will come down. You can refinance. Don't worry about the rate, uh, the prices. Prices are going to go up. They're going to follow inflation all the way up. Ten years from now, uh, you you won't even know. It's it'll be higher, much higher. So, so marry the house, date the rate is is the term that we used, and um, and that is a look at 2023. We're pretty much flat because interest rates and and inventory balance themselves out, and now we're heading into 2024, and home prices are still above what they should be for inflation. However, buyers are out there getting some good deals. Can you buy a house 100,000 less than those? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when a, when a seller makes a mistake, when they do not prepare the house correctly, when they do not uh, price it correctly, when they do not market it correctly, if they do something stupid during the contract, in other words, a person brings in a contract and they have a home inspection and the seller says, oh, I'm not fixing anything. And the buyer says, ah, screw you, I'm walking away. And they blow out that contract, that house is going down 100,000 bucks. It's not a hobby for us. It's not a hobby, it's a business. And you gotta be careful, there's a lot of money at stake. All right, let's take a look at 2024. Will inventory come back? Watching it every day, watch Coffee with Casey and you'll know. I'm telling you, I watch it every day and I'll report it every week. And that's the first thing we're going to talk about. Is it coming back or is it not? Falling interest rates. I don't have to tell you that it's going to happen. It's just happening. It should be, it should be happening as we speak. Right now, they should be dropping into the low sixes. It really should be in the high fives, but they already have enough cushion to drop into the low sixes. Expect that for happening. Work with if you're buying a house work with a correspondent lender that can lock in a rate and allow you a, 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 a what's it called a drift a drift down so you can lock it in now it'll drift down drift down and you can relock at a lower number so so don't you know once somebody locks you in if they say oh sorry you got to live with that number and the current rates are half a point lower blow them off and go get another lender the good lenders will let you move down to that to that new rate Okay. Um, how will the inventory and rate balance the market? We're going to find out. Guys, I don't, I don't know. I know interest rates are on their way down. I don't know what inventory is going to do. Um, you know, the, the best we can do is plot what happens on a daily basis. And that's what we're going to do. Realtor lawsuits. That was a big story from 2023. They will grow. One group in Missouri lost. The National Association of Realtors were sued and lost. Man, those lawsuits haven't even begun yet. 
They said realtors colluded on listing commissions. I tend to agree with that, 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 you know, why do people charge 6%? Because they have to, they have to pay their broker a portion of that money and they don't do enough business that, that they need to squeeze as much money out of every deal as they can. So there was, I believe, um, um, yeah, I think there's collusion. I, I've been saying it for a long time. We charge four and a half percent. I think anybody, you know, people charge six percent, and everybody's, you know, holding that line. I think it's over. Oh, you know, they're overcharging the sellers. So, so be it. The second part of the lawsuit is: should the seller be paying the commission to the buyer agent? And the answer is absolutely. Two and a half percent to the to the buying agent, because we as listing agents are trying to attract the most contracts we can. And if we offer that out, they're going to get two and a half. We need to do it the easy way or the hard way. Put it in the commission like every other seller has, or make them pay it to their agent. And now they got closing costs, down payments, um, and, and now they got to pay real fee. And that's going to prohibit them from buying that house. If they know they have to come out of pocket to pay money as opposed to finance it into the transaction. So, you know, do I agree with the 6% is wrong? Yes. Do I agree that uh, the seller shouldn't be paying? The, no, I don't. I think sellers should be paying the 2.5% and I'll come in, continue to recommend that. We'll want two sellers re-enter the market. Uh, they have to. It's been three, three years since inventory's been low. Inventory's been low since 2020. They have to. Families grow. People have just been putting off things. I don't blame them at 9%. Who's going to, who's going to do, but once you get down to the four and a half or 5% range, man, they're going to, they're going to fire it up. And all of that pent up seller um, inventory, it's coming. It did in 2016. So I'm, I'm, I will maintain it and watch it and be here every Thursday and we'll talk about it. But that number, the one, two sellers, will they reenter? We're going to see AI. AI is a big thing. Everybody's talking about AI. Realtors use uh, artificial intelligence. How much is that going to change things? Well, in my opinion, artificial intelligence and real estate is, um, there are some good things and some bad things. Pricing using AI is a, using AI is a joke, right? If you ask realtor.com, CoreLogic, uh, you ask Zillow, you ask um, Realtor property resource to price a house. They're, they can't get within $200,000 of each other. So the core logic or the artificial intelligence for pricing homes is not there. For finding buyers, we had a $2.15 million home in Fairfax Station. We went looking for using AI, using you know geofencing and all the technology that they have. We went looking for people that were looking in McLean and Arlington and Alexandria. We found one. He found one in McLean. He didn't even know where Fairfax Station was. He came out. He saw the house. He loved the house. He put up $2.15 million in cash and it sold. Boom. AI. So, are there forms of AI that work? Sure. And we test them all the time and we'll continue to test them and we're going to stay on that. But I will tell you, some of it is a joke. Some of it is an absolute joke. And we are going to weed through, as I said, when we list a house, we use 16 different points of technology, 16 points of technology when we list a house. We're always looking for number 17, always looking for 17 or 18. Anything that we can use to help our sellers or help our buyers, 
we're we're looking at it, we're having meetings about it, we're talking about it, we're going to seminars about it. When I hear something good, you'll know it here on Coffee with Casey. But as for now, um, you know, some of the stuff that people are using, I don't know how much of a use for it. We just need to toe the line. So you can listen to Coffee with Casey every Thursday morning. We talk about strategies and market conditions. We talk about what you should and shouldn't do. Um, I can tell you 45% of the market wishes they were listening to Coffee with Casey because they put their house on the market. They prepared it. They did all you had to do. They showed it. They listed it. They did everything and it didn't sell. 45% in the last 90 days did not sell. So um, maybe we should see if they could listen to Coffee with Casey or listen to some of the podcasts. So an easy way to make it, make it happen, call Casey Sampson at 703-508-2535. You can see all of our stuff at caseysampson.com. You can stay up to date on market conditions. You can listen to podcasts, do whatever you want. I would like to take this opportunity as the last show of the year to thank everybody. And the realtors are so kind. They come up and tell me they listen to it and they love it and they follow it. And I really, really appreciate you guys that that do that. And I walk into sellers and sellers are, you know, will say, I listen to it all the time. I've, you know, listen to a lot of them. I really do appreciate it. I think that, like I said, this is not a hobby for us. This is our profession. And we need to keep people informed on market strategies. We need to keep people informed on pricing strategies. I mean, these are the things that work. There's a lot of money at stake. And we make our whole professional careers are designed about helping sellers and helping buyers get the best deal in the market we're in. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you again next year. Bye now.